your neighborhood doc and prof coming at you live Thursday debate amongst friends. Johnny, we got Thursday night football. Ooh, we got a showdown too. Ooh. Wait, did, did you just did you just slip a little Spider Man in the intro? Yes. You know what? Good job. I like that. Yes, <laughs> we do have Thursday night football, the battle of the AFC West as. The Kansas City Chiefs take their high-powered offense, but pretty stout defense, <laughs> mm-hmm. over to Los Angeles to take on Goal Chargers. Go! They are a three-point favorite. The Chiefs are, and mm-hmm. a lot of predictions have them winning by at least four points, twenty-seven to twenty-three. I mean. This game has so much weight behind it. This is probably the only Thursday night football game that's been hyped, dot, 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 bro, that we probably had all year that will probably most likely definitely live up to the expectation of it being hyped, Doc. I I think think? we're going to see the young boys. The young boys there. Young boys? The young boys? The young boys there. Yeah, young boys there. The green boys. The young boys there. Well, not a team where it's green, but I, I got you. You know what I mean. You I know. know what I mean. I, Come on. The green I, boys. You know what the green boys is from. Come on. Stay with me here, Johnny. Stay with me. I'm always, um, I'm but, always there with you. But Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. Um, I think this is going to be a great game. Obviously, um, there are some injury concerns. There are some COVID concerns. Um, one in particular, Eckler. Um, I know he's expected to play, but yeah. you know, are we still without our two top receivers? Which I mean, obviously, versus the Giants didn't matter, but this is a completely different uh, story here. Uh, versus the Chiefs, who are grooving right now. Um, and I think they, they did it the right way, man. I mean, not letting the press and media get to them. Um, but as I far like as... The only, the only people who let that get to them are the fans. Because and the Bills. The, 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 fans, the fans, like, was so toxic. I was saying the Buffalo Bills. I would say the Bills let the media get to them. Um I think they stopped playing their game. Um, like you look at the way the season started, um, a lot of teams. Remember, those, I don't even remember who the three no teams were. Oh, actually, it was the Broncos, Panthers, and I forget who the other team was. But when you go back and think about it, it's like it might have been might have been the Bills. Yep. Um, when you go back and just think about those games and how you know the people who are losing and struggling, it was like, oh my god, this team is, is struggling, right? It's like you know. The Patriots, what are they going to do without Tom? You know, Mac Jones is, is the answer. Oh, Cam Newton. They released Cam Newton, you know. Oh, the Browns. Oh, Dale Beckham wants out, you know. Oh, my God. Is Baker Mayfield the guy? Um, you know, the Steelers. The AFC is wide open. AFC playoff picture is so wide open, bro. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of people haven't bought into to certain things and the chiefs kind of just rode that wave 
Yeah. Um, they said, hey, we don't care if it looks pretty. We have to just take the W's. And I'm pretty sure that at the end of the year, uh, we're going to get one of those situations where it comes out that, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes has been playing with, like, a torn rotator cuff or something crazy like that. Um, just like kind of what Tom Brady was, you know, suffering with his injury all year, but they never really said anything. Um, or, like, you know, Cheetah has, like, a broken bone in his foot or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, but, Johnny, we got the Chiefs. We got the Chargers. Who do you have, sir? I mean, you know, I like to be a scumbag sometimes, and other times I like to be profidamus, as you so eloquently coined the phrase. But, Doc, I'm going to say go. Chiefs go. <laughs> Johnny with the, uh, I don't even know what to that. <laughs> yeah, that was good, yeah. Boy. That was uh, the rope dope right there. Let me take a quick look here. Um, now, just to also answer your other question, too, the two receivers that you mentioned that um, was out were uh, did practice on Tuesday, but they were limited. But their status hasn't upgraded to questionable yet. So just go over the tail of the tape really quickly here. Uh, we're looking at the fourth-ranked offense with the Chiefs and the sixth-ranked offense with the Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs' 24th-ranked defense and the Chargers' 16th-ranked defense. Uh, passing, Chiefs are sixth. Chargers are fifth. Rushing, Chiefs are 16th. Chargers are 21st. I'm going to go on the limb. I'm going to go with the statistics here. Okay. I'm usually not the data analyzing ninja, but the data is telling me to pick the Chargers at home uh, to beat the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chargers figured out a way uh, to play against the likes of scrambling quarterbacks. Um, I don't know if they still have the same weapons that they had years ago when, you know, they they put Lamar in a bottle. Um, But I believe that this team has this team has it in them. Um, I think and and I've been saying that for most of the years. Just for me, it's their defense that's been questionable. Well, both defenses are going to be questionable at this point, um, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But you choose the Chiefs. I choose the Chargers. I think this is perfect uh, going into Thursday night, which anything can happen. You know, Thursday night football, right? <laughs> And how apropos that you said anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything. The big news Uh of the evening. Breaking news. Like a thief in the night. Yeah. Yeah. We had a coaching firing letting go. It was a firing, folks. Jacksonville Jaguars in their front office said, okay, it's time for us to move on from the Urban Myers experience. 
as they let go. Head coach Urban Myers relieved them of his duty after 13 games, Doc. I've always said it was never a matter of if, only when. True. And I thought that he might have gotten beyond the season. And, you know, um, when I look at some of the other coaches that remained on the sideline for years, who, Mm -hmm. you know, had similar issues, I would say. I didn't think that Urban, who signed a five-year contract, would get the axe this early. Um, But the latest news, and I don't know if, you know, I don't know, you know, how, let's put it like this way. I don't know if this is something that's done, you know, playfully or whatever, but the kicking of the kicker. um, Which that by itself is just mind boggling. Yeah. Hey, make your kicks, make your freaking kicks. I mean... Who kicks a kicker in the leg first? Who who kicks another <laughs> grown person in the leg? Uh, I mean, who kicks a grown person? Period. Really, when Thank you think you. about it, it's like, um, who throws a shoe? That's <laughs> something I could think of. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Urban. Um, but I am happy that after years of trying and after years of coordinating, that Daryl Bevel it's an opportunity to be head coach um as the interim at least but at least this yeah. is a good interview for him i think this is going to be great um, I, I think a lot of people wanted him to be a head coach um it was a, co- a few coordinators that you know people wanted to be coach and i think the jaguars will turn around um they'll, they'll put a strong showing for the rest of the season uh under bevel um, yep Obviously, I don't even know who the other coordinators are. But but but, <clears throat> but but think about this. This think about this Jack Capel real quickly, Doc. Mm-hmm. So remember, there were so many other uh, people who could have gotten hired for this role. Um, here's a few of them because I have a small list. Okay, that was good. I'm glad you have a list. Okay, uh, Eric Bieniemy. Remember him? Would have been a great choice. That's why I was going to say him and Bevel. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Robert Sala, who of course is now in New York. He would have did. He would have did pretty good in Jacksonville. Raheem Morris. He deserves another shot. And Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator of Tennessee. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, only reason I'm not sure about that one is because. Arthur, when I think about anybody that works for Tennessee, like think about Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then you think about um, a lot of offensive coordinators. You think about it, and it's like it's one thing to be a great coordinator. Matt Nagy, I mean, Matt Nagy is a great example. Like it's one thing to be an offensive coordinator, right? It's another thing to become a head coach, right? And you think about it. Right, Matt Nagy was what the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs previously, right? Yep. Um, so it's like when you think about it, there. If you hire Arthur Smith from the Titans, what are the, what are the Titans' biggest, right? Uh, their biggest weapon, right? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> He's not bringing Derrick Henry with him. I mean, to be honest, they've been doing good without him too. 
they have uh, not as great, um, but you're also not bringing Ryan but it, it shows either. adaptability, <laughs> though. Right, of course, which is well, a great trait. I would say to an extent, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm just using that as an example. Of course. I mean, but if you were hiring Arthur Smith based on his offense that he runs in Tennessee, we know that it's predicated on Derrick Henry. And then, secondly, Ryan Tannehill. Wherever he's going, does Jack, did Jacksonville have a Derrick Henry or a Ryan Tannehill? Trevor Lawrence, could he have been? Absolutely. I don't know what kind of offense they ran there. Daryl Bevel was a great offensive coordinator. But again, with Daryl Bevel, Right, who I believe, and where was Daryl Bevel at? Was he in Seattle? Oh, where was he? Let me look really quickly. He was in Seattle. Okay, I was about to give you that, but I figured you. Would yeah, he was. It. Yeah, I figured he was in Seattle. I think he might have been in Detroit at one point. Yep. He was. He was uh, actually the interim head coach for Detroit. Right. So in Seattle, which Seattle is where he got a lot of his work. I mean, people were really on the radar Seattle, and then he went to Detroit, and now here he is in Jacksonville. Um, now, in, in Seattle, Daryl Bevel was the man, but again, Daryl Bevel had who? Russell Wilson. He had Beast Mode, right? He had all these great players, so it's uh, interesting to to see, but I mean, I'm hoping that he does a pretty good job in Jacksonville. Hopefully, he gets the nod. We'll see if the cons say, "Hey, we'll just let Daryl Bevel take over." If he can show us something, which is funny and apropos, that I'm still reading "Gridiron Genius" by Michael Lombardi, um, and I'm on that chapter where the question is, "What to ask an NFL head coach?" And the previous chapter was pretty much finding the head coach. Um, in which Michael Lombardi talks about, you know, leadership. He talks about um, commanding the room. Uh, he talks about, you know, being self, I guess, being in self-control. Um, he talks about a few different things. Um, but, you know, it's so funny that the cons will have to kind of go through this. And it would be interesting if they, they consider somebody like uh, uh, Michael Lombardi to come in and help them with this. Um, but Daryl Bevel is a good um, a good replacement for the time being. He has experience, um, and I'll be interested to see how it goes and if they give him the nod. Um, but... With that, I want to jump into the QB rankings. Uh, really quickly here, uh, we've gone over Thursday night. We've gone over the firing for the thief of the night. Uh, but number one here, we got Tom Brady uh, still kicking. Um, obviously, with the big overtime win against the Bills, um, he he hit Sean Perriman on the run. Uh, and easily could have just set him up for a field goal, but took him to a victory. Uh, they barely moved their ball in the second half, but... I mean, Dennis Allen's defense has always been good, and he's also another person that could get another opportunity. Dennis Allen, um, you know, has been a great defensive coordinator for many years. Number two, we have Aaron Rodgers, um, who, I guess, said, I mean, he's just been playing really well. I know the toe has been bothering him, but 
uh, the Packers own the Bears, and I think number two is a good slot for him. I wouldn't put him anywhere else. Uh, number three, Kyler Murray. I could see why they didn't move him anywhere. Um, he did make a few mistakes that could have dropped him. Of course, the interceptions could have dropped him, but a lot of his players helped him. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure. Maybe I would drop him. Uh, he didn't have the greatest game. Um, and when I look at four and five, I feel like maybe dropping Kyler Murray one slot could have helped. But uh, I don't think any of these other players I'd want at number three. Um, so number four, we have Justin Herbert. Um, and of course, we're going to see how he plays tonight. Um, he's a part of that group. That's a part of the next wave. Obviously, you got Mahomes, you got Murray, you got Allen, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Baker Mayfield, and you got Justin Herbert, of course, um, who I mentioned. They'll always be tied within four to five. You got Joe Burrow, right, in that mix as well. Um, but Justin Herbert, without his two starting receivers, still found a way to dominate the Giants. Um, and it's been pretty awesome. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what he does tonight against the Chiefs. Um, I think that he'll be just perfect, um, and we'll see what happens here. Uh, number five, we got Matthew Stafford, um, who played a pretty, pretty clean game. Pretty clean game. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned he almost had EFL numbers, uh, but he did a great job staying in the game versus the Cardinals. Um, he managed to took a few sacks that I didn't like, um, but I can see why Matthew Stafford would be number five on the QB ranking this week. Um, and again, I don't think anybody would overthrow Kyler at number three. No. Uh, Justin Herbert at number four is perfect. I think Matthew Stafford at number five is good. Um, number six here, we got Josh Allen. Um, I mean, stat-wise, I can see why he's number six. I mean, yeah. if we're just looking at just him, absolutely. If it was just his, if it was just his team by itself, absolutely not. <laughs> like his stats yeah. still looks good, but the team has not been playing well. Yeah, but he did a great job. I mean, he ran for under something yards against the Bucks. I mean, he's that, that's up. all they're rushing. Like I mean, that stinks. It is, uh, but that was by choice. Um, again, that has nothing to do with him. That was by choice. That's the play call. Um, yeah, that has nothing to do with him. So I can see why he would raise up three slots. He really did his best, his best job to try to carry the Bills to a victory. Mm -hmm. um, but he just failed short due to playing against Tom Brady in that perfect pass. Uh, number seven here, we got Joe Burrow moving up four slots to number seven. Um, obviously, another battling quarterback similar to uh, Josh Allen. Joe Burrow almost capped off a comeback against the 49ers. They just yep. fell short um, uh, based on the play calling, of course, um, as well as, I mean, the 49ers give 49ers credit. I mean, they were able to. To lock it down when it mattered. Yeah, when it mattered, exactly. Number eight, dropping two slots, Derek Carr. Um, he just got beat up by the Chiefs. Who that's are, pretty much like that's it. Yeah. Like they just got beat up by the Chiefs. And I mentioned Dennis Allen possibly getting another opportunity from from the Saints defensive coordinator. I think Steve Spagnolo uh, may also get an opportunity again one day to become a uh, head coach. Um, but again, playing. No, he he's way better as a as a DC than an HC. You just honestly. never, you just never know. Uh, you just never know. 
or, or maybe it's now you know it's a new day yeah and it I could mentioned be something uh, completely different because I mentioned that I was reading gridiron genius awesome. um, by Michael Lombardi earlier and um, it talked about Rex Ryan in the book and how uh, Rex when he was head coach of the Jets and the bills he often separated himself from the offense as a head coach obviously you can't do that you have to be you know, you got to be in all facets. Yep. Um, and I think that could be a situation where offensive defensive coordinators rely too heavily on their coordinators rather than being in, you know, in all facets. And I could be honest, you know, the first part of the season, I did the same thing. So, like, I relied heavily on the defense that was already created rather than, you know, interjecting and being a part of the defense. Um, and really, really uh, embracing it. Oftentimes, I relied on the fact that I didn't create the defense. Um, so I could see why that would happen. Uh, number nine, Dak Prescott falling five slots. I yeah. understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, the football team, you know, in the first half, they just didn't look good. Um, but, you know, Dak didn't help the Cowboys too much. Nope. Um, and his return season, you know, isn't looking the best. He's still going to win comeback player of the year. Of like, course. That's without saying. Yeah. But yeah. this was a really, really, like, the Denver game was really, really bad. This okay. was the second really, really bad game for him. But they, they were able to win this and, um, you know, thank goodness, right? Because I, I didn't think they looked great against the Saints. Well, like either. I said, they're, they're, well, and the Saints too, yeah. Uh, so this the third really bad game. But, like, the defense played well, but then the offense kind of splutter. And then we have the vice versa. Like, they don't have that balance, perfectly balanced, yeah. uh, game yet throughout the season. And I mentioned that's going to hurt them. But, you know, this was just a really bad game for Dak. Yeah. And the number 10, moving up two slots, back into the top 10. Patrick Mahomes. He, uh, he deserved it. He, he, he deserved it. Hey, you dropped me out of the top 10. He said, you're going to put some respect on my name. Um, six. He led the Chiefs to six straight scoring drives, which included four touchdowns in the first half. Yep. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is like, okay, December football, I need to own this, you know, and they have. Uh, I think that's where they are. And uh, he's putting together a great season, 13, 60, uh, 3,642 yards, uh, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He does have seven fumbles, uh, but he's putting together a very, very great season, uh, despite what others may feel as a struggle for the Chiefs. Um, some not notable mentions, Kirk Cousins drops four slots to number 11. Um, I mean, you know, so he, that Unfortunately, he had to go down because others went up. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. You know, played 10 snaps. I'm surprised he didn't drop down further. I but felt like he should have dropped further. Mac Jones had a bye week. Uh, Russell Wilson slowly but surely just kind of sticks around. Mm -hmm. And around it at number 15. Which is still insane. He only, he only has four, four picks in the year. <laughs> well, he didn't, you know, he didn't play a lot. So. I know. But even still, like. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, Russ never throws interceptions like that, though. So I get it. I think if he played more, they probably would be in, in a better spot. But they have some building to do, so we'll wait and see what happens. Um, but 
Johnny, we went over Thursday Night Football. We went over Urban Meyer, some of the coaches that the Jags might be able to throw in there, and now the QB ranking. I think all that's left is I know the people heard this podcast on their favorite podcast platform, but if they didn't, they can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com to review this episode as well as all the previous be sure to tune in tomorrow as we go over this Thursday night game, as well as a preview of all the Sunday night, Saturday and Sunday football games. Yes, because um, we do have it on Saturday. Yes, but we'll also give you the news, the analysis, and the reads.